with a look back over the weekend sport action. This is Full Time on KCLR. Hi. Ooh, big God. A very good evening. A few technical difficulties here. We need to turn that down a small bit. Now, how is that? Good evening, everybody. Welcome once again to Full Time with myself, Martin Quilty, here on this Monday evening. Hope that you are all doing well and that you had a very nice weekend indeed. We had a busy weekend in sport. We are going to be talking to Terence Kelly uh, in a short few moments in time where we will have a pre-recorded interview with Larry O'Shea who is the media officer in Motorsport Ireland and the PRO of Carrick and Shure Motor Club on the very sad passing of Craig Breen's death over the weekend. Mark Dowling, Kilkenny Under-20 manager, will join me to discuss the Under-20s win last Saturday and... Coming up later on then, we will be speaking to Eddie Doyle, who is Kilkenny Bordenogue PRO, to discuss all things about Fela last weekend as well. Right, but as we're going to begin on a sad note, unfortunately, as many of you heard over the weekend, the news filtered down of the very sad passing of Craig Breen, the Sleeve Route native, who was, of course, a legend in his own right, a rally driver for Ireland, putting Ireland on the map when it came to the WRC and his news, uh, which filtered in over the weekend of his death, has shocked the rally community, has rocked the WRC and all of his teammates involved in Hyundai Sport. And I caught up, uh, because Larry O'Shea is very busy at the minute, uh, getting all things sorted out with the wake and the funeral, including stewarding and marshalling for the funeral. But Larry took time out of his busy schedule earlier on this afternoon to have a chat with me. And this is what Larry had to say. In Motorsport Ireland and also PRO of Carrick on Shore Motor Club. Horrendous and horrible news uh, over the weekend of the passing of a legend, I suppose, in the sport of uh, motorsport and rallying within the Irish circuit as well, the death of Craig Breen. When you heard the news filtering uh, at the weekend, I suppose it was a devastating blow to all the rally sport community. Yeah, look, like you say, Craig was a legend and such a young man, but he was knocking around in the rallying scene there already with 12 or 13 years. So he had already built that legend status and we had no doubt that that was a legacy he was going to build on further in the coming years. He broke onto the, the scene, I suppose, relatively at a, a young age as well, especially in the, the world of motorsport. And he got a really big break, I suppose, last year when he was uh, joining M Sport. And I have no doubt that he relished the, the fact that he was going to be joining um, a team like uh, M Sport Rally World Team before heading back to Hyundai then at the start of this year as well. Yeah, Craig got his first competition license to go karting when he was eight years of age. And... He won his first motorsport title in 2008, I believe, for Carton. And then in 2011, he won the Academy Series with WRC. And again in 2012, he won the SC1000 Series. So he was a world champion, recognised in every corner of the world. And he had a status and he had such a great way of carrying himself. He was loved everywhere, and this relationship he had with Hyundai, the car and everything just seemed to really suit him. We had no doubt that that first win in WRC was coming very, very soon. 
How much of an impact? You're obviously heavily involved with the rallying, and not only with the WRC. Craig was a mad lover of all rallying, was in the Irish circuit as well, um, and you're heavily involved with Carrick and Shure and with Motorsport Ireland. How much of an impact on the whole of the rallying community within Ireland has this news come? Everyone's devastated. Uh, Craig's smile meant a lot to everyone. He had a word for everyone. He kept time for everyone. Even events where he didn't compete, he'd be knocking around. He'd be seen everywhere. And he meant so much to every club. It, it just, it's unbelievable. And everyone is at a lot forwards. And I think that loss for awards would continue for a number of weeks. Um, it'll take a while for everyone to get their heads around this, really. I know that you're busy having preparations there as well in the the village of Sleeveroo for uh, Craig's wake there as well this evening and obviously for his funeral tomorrow. But I suppose in terms of tragedy, outcomes, the grieving of support and all of the rallying community coming together and helping out and doing all the marshalling um, and that for Craig which shows how tight that the rallying community is within not only the Kilkenny area, um, Carrick and Shure area as well but throughout Ireland Yeah, it's a shame that it brings uh, such a tragedy to highlight how close-knit the whole community is around the country but yeah, like I say, we are a great community here uh, we have the whole country's support. So we Larry, apologies about that. We seem to get caught off, but you were just reiterating the fact that out of tragedy comes a tight community coming together to help out with the, the proceedings with uh, the wake this evening and obviously with Craig's funeral tomorrow. Yeah, like I was saying, um, it, it's unfortunate that it takes such a tragedy to highlight how great the whole rallying community and motorsport community is, but we're receiving great help down here from everyone all over the country. Uh, we have hundreds of marshals messaging in, helping uh, to park cars, help with the one-way system we have here on the road, and whatever it is we need, we're getting it. So I suppose from the Carrick and Shore Motor Club and from Ireland, we'd like to thank everyone who is helping at this very, very difficult time. Well, I know you're a busy man and I really appreciate you taking the time out to have a chat with me here on KCLR this evening. Larry O'Shea, be careful and mind yourselves with all of yourself and the rest of the crew in Sleeve Rue during this tragic time and to you and everyone else that knew Craig as well, we send our deepest sympathies to you all. Absolutely. Thanks, Matthew. Tom, that was an epic, epic game of hurling to watch as the banished door probably epic as well nearly got the two points he got one and I don't think you're disappointed to get a draw down here would be a fair enough result Oh no we'd be disappointed Brennan I mean oh, yeah. we, we target I mean stuff like that and obviously I, I think the farmers probably we played well enough over the course of 70 minutes but it, it, like there were errors and, and there were mistakes that kind of probably cost us the win and ultimately but uh, to be fair I, I don't think we looked like losing the game either which was which is a credit to the players and a credit to, to their attitude over the course of the game like you know Probably disappointed we, we always talk about the last score but as Brian Cody used to always say it's not always one situation in the game the number 10 crept in he got the levelling score in there Kerry people will say they deserve the draw but you got enough chances in the first half a lot of goal opportunities they went to begging yeah and I thought we defended well enough to be fair for kind of most of the game there was obviously periods there where as you said they got they got scores that we'd, we'd rather have defended quite we'd rather have defended better but look that's that's the nature today as you said it was it was a game that, that to and fro to a degree like I mean stuff like that and, and we've, we, we've both come out with a share of the spies so that's a, that's a credit to both 
not easy to come down here, Tom, to get a result, but in fairness, the draw, you'll go back now and you'll get your rest, rest and recovery correct and tough assignment next weekend. Leash come with the net, what's going Park? Ah, yeah, it's a huge challenge for us. I mean, um, obviously, um, today was, was, was kind of likewise. I mean, like, like we know Kerry bring a, bring, bring a, a very organised, hard, aggressive challenge. I mean, and our lads will be sore over the next couple of days, as I'm sure Leash will and stuff like that. But it's the same for us all. So, look, that's the challenge we have next weekend and we'll just embrace that and take it on. Yeah, people are asking me during the week, how do the lads recover week and week? I know the Leinster Championship is the same Munsters week on week. It's not easy, sure it's not, because they're only human. They all have to go out to work and do it. So it's a difficult enough job for you to manage that, to get lads right for next week, because you could see at the last 10 minutes today, players were getting tired. Tough game last week against Kildare, good win. But it, it almost tells, doesn't it? I know it does, yeah. And I suppose we'll kind of find, as, as I said, we like the first phase of, of, of the competition involves three games, one weekend after another. And But that's everybody knows that, so it's, so it's up to us to have, have our house in order in that regard. And we look on full-time against Leash exactly where we're at. You showed great character. Kerry got a bit of a purple patch in that second half, but Carlo rallied, came back, went two points in front again. A little bit unfortunate. Some people felt might have got a free or two on the far side. Didn't happen. But in fairness, you battled back when you had to and took the lead when you had to. Win. Just unfortunate at the end, but there were some nice passages and a lovely, honest performance by Carlo today. I know, I thought the players showed a lot of character. I mean, I, 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 you can see that in them, that, that they're quite despondent at the moment, and that's, that's, that's good in, in terms of the expectation level. Um, and I think you're right, I think, I think we responded pretty well when, when it came, when, when Kerry came back and maybe maybe levelled on occasions or kind of got within a point we added a couple of points after that and stretched it out again um, and obviously it was just the closing out of the game was probably the only thing today in terms of winners but obviously we did well enough to kind of not, to kind of get the draw over too like you know Still very much in this competition Tom we look forward to next Saturday at Watch Cullen Park huge crowd will be there Leash Carla doesn't come much better local derby so well done on the draw today I know you would have loved to get the two points but it's not the end of the world so well done to Carlo and yourself for getting a result here today No thanks very much Ben appreciate that Good man thanks Tom And that was Tom Mullally that you did here uh, earlier on as well who done a pre record um a pre-record with Brendan afterwards and we hope to have Mark Dowling coming on later as uh if everything goes to plan everything that could go wrong is actually going wrong here this evening so um I'm due to take an ad break shortly but I can't do that and we're trying to sort out the technical difficulties so for the time being I am going to go through the sports roundup and start off with the soccer results here and we're going to start with the KCLR McCallumant Cup and it is Evergreen 46-1 Highview Athletic 3 that was after extra time Dean Celtic 2 Clover United 2 and Dean Celtic won 3-2 on penalties. Fort Rangers nil, Freebooters 3. In the St. Canis's Credit Union Premier Division, Evergreen A1, Bridge United A1. In the KCLR Scoreline.ie Division 1, it finished St. Canis's 3, Evergreen B0. In the LFA O'Neill's Junior Cup quarter finals, Thomastown United nil, Old County FC 1. In the Division 2 Ken and Michael Byrne Cup, it was Tullerone 0, Freshford Town 2. Stonyford United 1, Evergreen C2. Uh, Shawnee O'Connor Memorial Shield, Spa United 0, Castle Warren Celtic 1. River Rangers A3, East End United 2. In the St. Canis's Credit Union Women's Cup, Thomastown United 1, Mill Celtic 4. In uh, the other game, it was East End United 2, Evergreen FC 1. Vale Wanderers 3, Lions 1. Uh, in the Carroll results then, moving along, we have Keating Memorial Premier Cup quarterfinals, Collection 2, New Oak Boys 8, 
Crettyard United 3, St. Pat's Boys 2, Parkville United 1, Vale Wanderers 3. In the Tully's Travel Division 2 Cup, it finished Dolman Celtic 4, Bagnalls Town 2. Crettyard United B nil, St. Patrick's Boys B 1. In Camogie news, Kilkenny and Carlow booked their places in the Electric Ireland All-Ireland Minor semi-finals. Kilkenny will now take on Neighbours Waterford on Sunday at 4 o'clock in Nina Era Oak, while Carlow will play their semi-final on the weekend of the 29th and 30th of April. In other Camogie news, St. Martins won their Leinster League game at the weekend in Abbottstown and a very well done to them. In rugby news, uh, Kilkenny will take on Tullow in this year's Bank of Ireland Provincial Towns Cup. Ahead of the game, we've got two special previews coming to you. We'll be joining Kilkenny RFC on Wednesday night for a special one-hour preview being broadcast on Thursday between 8 and 9. And then on Thursday night, we'll be setting up stall in Tuller Rugby Club for another one-hour special to be broadcast on Friday between 7 and 8 o'clock. Right, let's see. Terence Kelly, can you hear me? I can, Keith. I can, Mark. Thanks be to God. Shannon, Sue, Nicole, Lillian, everyone, thank you so much. (laughs) Terence, apologies about that. I was having a meltdown, I can tell you here now, at uh, this stage. So I'm so, so sorry about that. Right, you probably heard Tom Mullally's pre-recorded interview after uh, with Brendan after the game on Saturday. It was supposed to come a bit later on. But a very good win for, or a draw, I should say, with Carlo against Kerry. I think Tom... Lally will be happy enough with the draw. It leaves Carlo yeah. in a very good position to qualify, sitting nicely behind Offaly in the table. But how did the game go? Listen, is it a point lost or is it a point gained? It's kind of asked that question. And at half time, Carlo probably should have had had a chance of two goals a brilliant save by the keeper, a double save by the keeper. And then Chris Nolan latched onto the, the first saves were from Paddy Boland. Chris Nolan latched onto it then and I hit the defender and was cleared. And shortly after that, uh, Chris Nolan got through. He possibly didn't see Marty on his inside. Chris had to go and Nicole made another wonderful save. But, you know, in between, Carlo hurled well. There were four points up at half time. They were very dependent on Marty's free taken. Then he scored three points in the first half from play. And, uh, you know, overall, like this, the like hurling was the winner. It was a cracking game. And, you know, Kerry are a decent team. And, uh, uh, in the, yeah. I was just going to say, I mean, Carlo had a very good lead. Um, they went five points ahead at one stage. They went in 11 points to seven, I think it was, at half yeah. time. Was there a strong yeah, breeze yeah, or anything in Tralee, turns? Well, there was a bit of a breeze, like, you know, but the amazing part then, uh, with a quarter of an hour to go, Kerry introduced three players, Parry, Boyle and Daniel Collins, and uh, introduced another chap also, and the three even got a point each, like, within the space of maybe five minutes. And uh, Parry Boyle, though, towards the end of the match, he had a, he had a chance to wrap the game up. He was only 10, 15 yards out, one-to-one with the keeper. was coming in now from the side, and he put uh, into the side net. But, uh, you know, as I said, technically, people can say that maybe we were the better team. And we were in the first half, but in fairness now, Kerry came back and came back big time, you know, in, in the second half, Martin. They certainly did. There was a moment in time that I was just watching the Sunday game that I happened to see it last night where the Kerry goalkeeper pulled off a magnificent save from one of the Carlow yeah. players and it was yeah, really last, yeah, it was, it was last ditch defending from the Kerry players. They really wanted to keep the draw going at that stage, but yeah. Carlow are progressing turns every week and 
They are, they are, Martin. Like, you know, it's a very even competition. You have Leash and Offaly and Downs. There's a goal. Now, Downs seem to be kind of suffering this year. Kildare had a very good win. They won the Kehoe Cup with the, after having, you know, two defeats since. So, technically, Kildare and Downs are in a little bit of trouble. Carlo have three points from two games and have Leash next Saturday, which is a huge game. A huge game, like, you know, a local derby and a, 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 a local derby. And, you know, we're kind of hoping, you know, well, you know, we're hoping that a good crowd will turn out. Like the Carlo hurlers, like, are doing reasonably well. And, uh, you know, a good bunch of young lads. So hopefully, like, you know, hopefully, you know, it can go well on, on Saturday, like, you know. We it's only scored oh, 10 points from, and uh, 10 points from play out 21. Kerry scored 13. We had 11 wides each. But uh, we're very dependent, like, on Marty 3 taking a bit of shit. And, uh, we're, like, 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 you know, we're very dependent. Yeah, yeah, but they were like, they were very much, you know, um, open for Shane Conway, like the carrying, like he was taking all the free too. So, like, it's coming to a game, like, of a, you know, a good free taker means so much now, Martin. It certainly does, Terence. I suppose when you look at the fortunes, everyone had Kildare possibly as the top team going into the Joe McDonough Cup that they might yeah. do well. And fortunes have really turned upside down because Kildare are not doing that well at all at all. And Carlo are progressing very, very nicely, as we say, sitting in the table. If they could get a good result against Leash um, the next day, Offaly is going to play Kerry. That could have a real bearing on who's going to qualify for the latter stages. Well, that's true, like Offaly are playing Kerry. Like, where are Offaly playing Kerry, do you know, Martin? Uh, that is a home game for Offaly. Yeah, yeah, because, listen, there weren't too many people that come out, uh, come out to leave. Uh, Sorry, Cairns, I'm wrong. I'm looking at the wrong date. Offaly is actually playing down the next day in Offaly. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, well, that's, that's right, yeah. But, but Kerry have Offaly in Offaly, have they? The Offaly is at home to Kerry the following week, then when you're away right. to down. That's correct, yes. Right, right. Uh, no, as I said, that uh, I was surprised. That, no, we went down there to play Terry in the league. We're beat by two points, one thirteen to eight, being uh, to eighteen points, and we had a few problems. Like you know, we lost a few players, but we won't go back over that. But nevertheless, nevertheless, listen, we're back into fray now, and uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully, Nino you know, can do well. But no, as I said, that uh, Malali has the players fairly well tuned in, and uh, hopefully, you know, that we can keep it up. But it's a huge game next Saturday, Martin. He's praised the team's character as well, Terence. Um, you know, especially coming towards the the latter parts of the game. All right, he said there may have been a couple of mistakes and that, but he seems to be happy enough with the team's progress. And you know, if they keep going the way they are and get a good result now against Leash the next day, then they have down, which they know they bet him twice already this year. It could all hinge on that very last game against uh, Offaly uh, around the thirteenth of May. Yeah, like and uh, that game is at home. So we're at home now to Leash and Offaly, and in between we're playing down in Ballycran. So, like you know, a few vital games to be played, Martin. But uh, there's very little like between three or four of those teams. Uh, Kildare kind of have fallen away a little bit. They won the Kehoe Cup and they got to the league final, but like they've gone back a little since. Uh, down are in trouble also. Have been beaten in two games. So technically, like it looks as if there's four teams there for two, you know, well, well for two places. Well, Carlo was certainly going the right way about it and if you were to take from where they were in the league and take the first two games of the Joe Mac even during the league you'd have been happy enough yeah. with four points turns. Well, it's, well, it's true, like, you know, as I said, that uh, I may have said to you six or seven weeks ago, you know, come Joe Mac time I think we'd have a much stronger outfit and we have a much stronger outfit. We're still missing a few vital players but 
hopefully one of them here on Wheeling, like, you know, he will be back in, in two weeks, I'm hoping. So, listen, hopefully it'll be, hopefully, like, we'll be getting a little stronger. With the help of God. Well, that game against Leash is on the weekend and we'll be giving you details of that. That is correct. Yeah, it is on my list here to read out later on because there's yeah. a, a load of matches on the weekend. Right. Terence, yeah. as always, thank you for being so patient with me this evening because, as I said, <laughs> everything that could have went wrong has <laughs> gone wrong here on me this evening. So I do appreciate yeah. you taking uh, the time out just to be patient and as always giving us your inside information uh, on Carlo Hurlers and we wish you well at the weekend and we'll be tuning in to yourself and Brendan Listen, thanks Martin thanks very much alright thank perfect you, good man right. thanks for that that was Terence Kelly eventually after we got him through all of the gremlins that was here right my schedule is a little bit messed up all over the place but uh, shortly when I come back after the short break I will be chatting to Kilkenny under 20 manager Mark Dowling if you want to get in touch with us here in the KCLR studios you can do so via text or whatsapp on the dinnersready.ie contact line which is 083306 9696 Looking back over the weekend action Full time on KCLR with Martin Quilty Yes, welcome back into full time here with myself, Martin Quilty. Coming up to just two minutes past half past six on this Monday evening. My blood pressure is through the roof here at the minute. We're having a giggle behind the scenes here because this has never happened to me before. And I tell you one thing, without the women here in studio trying to keep things going, we would have been in serious bother here this evening. So again, my sincere thank you to Shannon and Nicole. Now, hopefully I was having a skit with Mark Dowling as well, hoping that I was going to have him on the phone line because the way things are going here, God only knows. But Mark Dowling, please tell me you're there on the line with me this evening. <laughs> yeah, I'm here, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. How are you this evening, good sir? Yeah, fine. All good, yeah. Good weekend, I suppose, and looking forward to next weekend already, yeah. It was a fantastic weekend for yourselves, to be fair. I mean, bouncing back against the defeat to Wexford the last day, albeit bolstered up by the return of some of the senior players as well. And you really did a number on Galway scoring five goals and 20 points and I was just listening to your pre-match afterwards you may not have been happy with conceding the 320 but overall you must be happy enough with the team's performance Ah yeah look to be fair you'd have to be happy Martin um, look Galway are top side I think I think they're they're, they're favourites I think for the, for the championship and uh, you couldn't have any arguments with that so uh, it was always going to be a tough match and then as you say coming back in off the, off the back of the Wexford match you know um you really didn't know, if, I suppose, how we were going to show up and how we were going to perform or not. Uh, so, look, yeah, really happy. Yeah, look, I said about the conceding 320. Um, you know, like, after any win or any match, you're looking at things where you can improve. That's certainly somewhere we, we are looking at and will look at and, and hopefully tighten, tighten everything up there as well. Tullamore seems to be... A lucky enough venue for yourselves, especially when it comes to Galway and, you know, the way things were going the week before, maybe people were saying, oh, this could be another part of Wexford, but the team really dug in, put in a very good performance and that's important now coming up the next day against Dublin because Dublin really are flying at the uh, the level at the minute and I think they're top of the table, so it's not going to be easy, so it was very important to have a bit of momentum going into that game at the weekend. Yeah, look, momentum is huge, sure, as we know in sport. Um, and, um, yeah, look, Dublin are going great. They have two wins out of two. Um, look to be very strong and that. Um, 
But look, the nature of the championship is just week on week and kind of said it already, like, I mean, whether you win or lose or draw, you just have to kind of, you know, move on and, and, and focus on the next game that's coming quickly down the tracks. Um, you know, the Saturday, the, on Saturday there, like, there's a great buzz after the match, but, but geez, like, Sunday comes around and you're, you're straight into, into planning for the Dublin match, you know, so it's a quick turnaround. It's, it's, you know, it's probably a good thing, particularly when you lose, coming out of the Wexford match, doesn't give you uh, much time to, to dwell on it. You just have to get going again. So, um, yeah, look, we have another tough challenge at the weekend. But sure, look, it's, it's, I suppose it's great to be going out in Nolan Park um, before the seniors. You know, hopefully a big crowd. Hopefully the weather will be good. And there'll be a bit of a championship atmosphere over there. Yeah, well, it's certainly great to have a doubleheader in UPMC Nolan Park at the weekend. I suppose the only downside potentially to the day in Nolan Park is that, like the last day against Wexford, you're now going to be down a couple of bodies as well because they won't be available because of the Leinster Senior Championship game. How much of a, a hindrance during the year can that be? Like, do you think that the the fixture schedule could be tweaked a little bit to be able to have the players available to both teams? Yeah, well, I suppose. Look, firstly, as of yet, uh, we don't know where we, where things stand with with the lads that are involved on both in both groups. So we'll we'll know maybe later on tonight or tomorrow. Um, so the lads may be available to us; they may not. As I said before, we kind of review that every Monday night or so uh, with the senior management. So as of yet, we're not sure where where we are where we are on that for the weekend. Um, there's no issue with the lads coming in and out like they're, they're you know they bedded in very seamlessly the other day. Um, you know they're 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 very familiar with all the other players in the panel, um, you know. So there's no issue that way. Um, and look, the championship structure. Yeah, I suppose you can you can pick holes in it. Uh, it probably is a bit condensed. It's overlapping with a lot of other stuff. But you know, in saying that, it's quite difficult to to spread it out during the calendar year. Um, and yeah, I think I think I think there's you know a lot of that is unavoidable to be honest. Uh, could be some tweaks to it maybe that might improve it, uh, but maybe look over 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 the year and over the next year, a couple of years that they'll, they'll look at things like that and they're trying to tweak it here and there to try and improve it. Mark, just for people, and I know we dwelled on it a small little bit the last time, but I heard Mickey Welch talking about it uh, during the senior match as well at the weekend. The rules have changed ever so slightly in relation to the players. So the official ruling on it is, is they're not available seven days before a senior championship game. Is that correct? Well, they're, they're, they're not allowed play within a block of seven days and the block is uh, from a Friday morning to a Thursday night so they can't play two games within that block uh, I, I mean, straight up I don't, I don't actually have my own head around uh, the Thursday night Friday morning to Thursday night thing but um, you know they, they, it, it, that, it's not a seven day it's not a seven day rule so to speak it is a seven day block uh, so it's, it's a Friday morning to a Thursday night and um yeah, that's it's a, it's a little a little confusing in in more ways than one, but but that's what it is. I know you said that there, there's no issue with the, the lads coming in and out of the panel, which is absolutely great. And I know yourself and uh, Derek has great cooperation there with one another as well. But for yourself, trying to prepare for a game, like no doubt you'd have been straight onto it Sunday morning after the game on Saturday evening, preparing for the Dublin game. But being unsure of how many players that you have available to it, can preparations be slightly hampered for yourself on that? Uh, I don't def, definitely not hampered. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say hampered. Uh, yeah, look, I mean, you can you can overthink it maybe as well. Um, I wouldn't say it's a, it's a huge headache. It, look, it's, it's it definitely 
makes things a little trickier, I suppose. But that's all. It's not a, it's not a huge issue. Um, you know, you're, you're, you're planning, I suppose you plan uh, to have the lads, and then if you don't have them, you have to alter things somewhat. But uh, no, it definitely, definitely doesn't hamper preparations. I, could, I couldn't say that. Well, it certainly gives a couple of fellas that's on the team as well a right chance to put up their hand, especially if they're picked for the weekend as well, to show that they're available and what they can do. And it looks like that you have a decent panel as well because even the, the substitutes that came on at the weekend certainly helped bolster the scoring when they did eventually come on. Yeah, and the same was true uh, in Wexford Park a week earlier. You know, they all made contributions, which is great because, you know, with substitutions, I think anyone would say... You know, a lot of the time it's the roll of the dice. It might it might work out and, and it's great and then it might not and you know, so we've been lucky enough the last two weeks that the lads have gone in, they've been completely tuned in and that's a credit to them. Um and, and things have worked out for any of them that have been introduced that they've, they've got got on really well. So that's that's great. And uh, look we have a great group. You know, we have a great group. I, I really couldn't stress that enough of thirty six um, and they work really well together and there's a brilliant attitude amongst the lads and even the, the lads who don't get to tug out on the day because unfortunately they, they can't all tug out on the day they have a fantastic uh, attitude and it really is kind of the strength within the group Are you confined the same as the seniors that you're only allowed to tug out the 26 on the game day? Yeah, we're, well, we're slightly different in, in, in that's 24. So it's, we tug out 24 and then we have 12 who unfortunately can't tug out. Uh, but as I say, the, the attitude of, of of that particular group and, and the lads um, who do get to tug out and maybe don't, don't get to get on during the match has been fantastic. And, and uh, you know, it, is, it really has been standout. Well, Mark, well done on a, a brilliant performance at the weekend. Any neutrals going to the game and that you get an eight-goal thriller uh, and so many points as well in this. That's a real good hurling game and enjoyable for everyone. So well done on that. And the very best of luck to yourself and the team uh, against Dublin at the weekend. And I will be giving details of all those upcoming games just a little bit later on in the show. And as always, thanks a million for making yourself available to me here on Full Time on the Monday evenings. No problem, Martin. You're welcome. Lovely. Thanks a million. That was okay. lovely. Thanks, Mark. That was Mark Dowling there. The in I was going to say the intermediate. See, everything's going wrong for me today. The under twenty Kilkenny hurling manager. Right. Uh, I brought you a bit of news earlier on, and I didn't get to finish it because we did want to get to the phone lines. But to finish up the sports roundup, we are going to move to handball, and there was a lot of activity over the last number of weeks when the handball season is really in full swing, and we have more All Ireland medals. Coming Coming back to Kilkenny with the news that Willie Murphy and Owen Brannigan were crowned All-Ireland Senior Masters B-Doubles Champions at the weekend. Not only that, but Johnny Brennan from Mothal and Joe Hennessy of O'Loughlin Gales went on to win the Rubies Masters All-Ireland Final as well. Uh, Paul Dowling from Mothal and Emil Purcell from Winegap, however, just about narrowly lost out in the Emerald Masters Double Final at the weekend as well and all of those games were played in the new handball arena in Dublin so congratulations to all of our winners and commiserations to Paul and Eamon who were just barely runners up there uh, at the weekend and I know there was a lot of county handball that was going on as well in O'Loughlin's over the weekend with different age groups and we'll be bringing you all of the details of those results uh, 
later on in the next couple of weeks. Right, the Camogie, as I said earlier on, uh, they drew with Cork at the weekend in the 2B League Final in what was an epic game of Camogie played in commercials, uh, GA in Clonmel or St Mary's Hurling and Football Club. Very well received we were down there. We have to thank them for their hospitality. But it's a one where we felt that Kilkenny may have just left behind him on the day and I managed to catch up with O'Loughlin Gales star Laura Green who had an outstanding game for the Kilkenny Kittens and here's what Laura had to say to me after the game Laura Green is it a case of what might have been a draw in the Division 2 B League final uh, with Cork 1-7 apiece give us your overall thoughts on the game Ah look Martin to be honest today we were just coming out we old Cork performance from the last day they came down to Piltown about by 8 points so we were just coming up here to have a battle look we probably could have scored stuff but look we got away with a bit too I suppose so 1-7 it's a good result we're looking forward to playing them again next week and look it's a great match to have like you know coming up to the championship you couldn't have got off to a better start. A goal right in the very first minute of the game. Some great work by your forwards. Set you up nicely going forward. Just a pity about the goal just before half-time. Yeah, Danielle Quigley got in there straight away. Got that goal in the first half. I suppose that settled us. We were starting slow in a few of our matches, so we were great to get that start. Um, that goal before half-time, yeah, it just kind of slipped past our backs or whatever. But look, we reacted well. Claire Dotney, the ball went up and she scored a point straight away. So I suppose it was all about how we responded to that and went held for later then in the second half you went in two points ahead at half time what did the manager say to you when you were in the dressing room I suppose they were just saying look believe in yourselves or after getting this far um, we can do it you know we had the confidence then uh, he was basically just pushing us on make sure that we pull on now for the second half and just keep fighting do it all over again now next week yeah look we'll look forward to it next week now again yeah Perfect. Well, congratulations. You played a blinder yourself out around the middle of the field. What was conditions like out there? Because there seemed to be a very strong breeze that you had in the first half, playing again in the second half. Was it as strong as it seemed? Uh, look, I actually thought it would affect us more in the second half playing against it, but I suppose we just worked so hard. Our backs, our forwards, everyone was hooking, blocking the whole time. So that makes it just easier despite the conditions regardless. Well, congratulations. Well done. And best of luck next week. Thanks, Martin. Thank you. That was our Camogie star Laura Green there giving us her inside after Kilkenny's draw with Cork at the weekend. Right. I said earlier on that I was going to be joined by the Kilkenny Borden Oak PRO Eddie Doyle, of course, who is being with ourselves on KCLR here on Many a broadcast as well, giving us his in-depth knowledge about hurling. And there was a lot of hurling played at the weekend because the John West Fela Nanael, both in hurling and camogie, was taking part. And Eddie is part of the hurling brigade and it was all on Saturday. Eddie, how are you this evening? I'm very good, Martin. Yourself? Ah, sure. I'm okay now. The blood pressure has calmed down a little bit because things are working at the minute. So uh, everything went according to plan for you anyway, with the looks of things last Saturday. Uh, couldn't have asked for a nicer day involved with the Fela. Got it all played um, and we had a couple of winners. So do you want to fill us in on how the day went and who were the winners overall? Yeah, exactly. As you said, Martin, the, the weather, the day itself was brilliant. Um, you know, and, and the format of the Fela itself there's there's three divisions in it there's division one two and three and in division one and two we had 12 teams it was four groups of three teams making up um the group a uh, division one and four two four groups of three teams again making up division two and then in division three we had 10 teams so we had one group of four and we had two groups of three so that was the format then and it was the the top the top team in each group 
uh, went through to semi-finals and the exception being the group of four in Division 3 which was the top two teams again so in Division 1 we had Ballyhill Shamrocks and James Stevens in the semi-final one semi-final and James Stevens won that and won that one nine to five points in the other semi-final then we had John Knox uh, with a very comprehensive win over Dunhamagan um, that was 314 to 4 points and on to the final then we had James Stevens and John Lotz and that and that was a cracking final it was 7 points to 5 there was only 2 points in it now James Stevens probably at the end of it had a couple of wides but it was it was more due to the pressure that John Lotz was putting on him it was a really good tough game of hurling again the shorter format 7 points to 5 but it was it was really really good um, a really good game and a really enjoyable game to watch and then say at the Division 2 then we had in the semi-finals and that we had Tuller Ross Birkin uh, played Liz Downey and that was Tuller Ross Birkin 9 points Liz Downey won 4 so Tuller went through in that one and then Barrow Rangers and Roar the Steag another semi-final <coughs> excuse me and that was Barrow Rangers 3-6 to Roar the Steag 1-6 and that so again the final in that then was Tuller and Barrow Rangers so it was Barrow Rangers came through in that one 1-6 to 4 points and so a really has to be said a really really good Barrow Rangers team some, you know, Tulliver, good, went well all day, but Barrow Rangers really impressive in that, you know, really impressive in that final and, and did really well. And the Division 1 and Division 2 finals, finals, sorry for cutting across here, were really, really Barrow competitive Barrow. in the finals. Like when you have James Stevens beating John Locks by two points and Barrow Rangers only coming away against Tulliver by a point, they're the kind of games you love to see, especially that age group that no one is really running away, especially after a hard day's uh, lot of games in the group stages. So two very competitive finals there. Yeah, two really good. And like you said, it's a long day. And again, we're only dealing with, with 14 and 15-year-olds, you know. And to be fair to them, they, they, they're hurling since quarter past nine in the morning, you know. So anything can happen. They get tired and, you know. So it, it really is important, like you said, that there is no runaway finals or runaway games. Now, there probably is an exception to that from one or two of them, all right. But over the overall, you know, you, um, it was a really, really competitive day, like, you know. And like you said, then, two points in the air final. It was actually, it was one six to bar range and four points to summer. So that one was a bit... That one was, what, was it six points? No, sorry, do my math live. Yeah, seven, uh, six. Nine, nine, four. Yeah, so it was, um, yeah, so that was, um, that was that final. Yeah, then to the Division Three, like, that was, um, we had Conaghy and Tullerone uh, in one semi-final. That was two, ten to five points. And that, no, really, really kind of a physically strong Conaghy team in that. And in the other semi-final then, it was Venice Bridge and Black and White. That was, I, was, I was at that, I was some player on the Black and White team. And that was an absolute cracker of a game as well. So it was Bennett's Bridge 2-7, Blacks and Whites 9 points. So it was nothing in that. Bennett's Bridge had, um, had run away kind of, you know, at halftime were looking really good. And then early on the second half pulled away. Blacks and Whites pulled them back, you know, it was really good. And on to the final then, and I have to say, I'm a bit surprised, it was Conaghy 2-8, Bennett's Bridge 4 points. Um, now maybe maybe it's the tougher semi-final for Bennett's Bridge, maybe that's what happened. Maybe they were, like you said, running young lads, running chaps, maybe they were a bit tired. And the big physical um, Conaghy team pulled away. But yeah, look at overall, Martin, we had um, we had eleven venues for group games. We had we had we had twelve and twelve, twenty-four and ten, thirty-four teams involved. We had over seven hundred players involved the day, and we added two more venues then for the semi-finals and the finals. So thirteen venues in total. I mean, and, and all that can't go ahead. You know, it can't be successful without the help of the clubs. Like it's brilliant that the clubs give up their grounds and their pitches. You know, you see yourself going around Martin. The minute the, the weather is so wet, only for the last few days, pitches are like bogged. Tell me about it. It's a nightmare. Yeah, but clubs are very given with their with their pitches and really helpful, and all the volunteers and. 
you know, the parents again, glorify taxis is all they are, you know, bringing children everywhere. And, you know, it was a brilliant day and it just takes so much to make it work and it really was a successful day, you know, it was brilliant. Well, it certainly was. Now, tell us, when it comes to the Fela, is the hurling the same as the Camogie? So the your Division 1 winners will go to the uh, National Fela and the Division 2 and 3 winners then will go to the Provincial Felas. Is that correct? That's exactly it, yes. So the reason ones are on the 24th June. Um, and we actually, in Kilkenny this year, are hosting Division 3 regional finals. Oh, very good. Um, I didn't know in, that. In... in, in in the hurling, yeah, well, it's only uh, it's only confirmed in the last few days. So the Division Three finals will be in Kilkenny in the hurling, um, which is which is brilliant, you know. Um, so we have that to look forward to Kilkenny as well. It certainly will. I think it was 2017 the last time that we had the national failure here, and that was a real brilliant yeah. spectacle of uh, of hurling. So we'll be watching that with very close uh, eyes um, and going to enjoy another round of sport, Eddie. Thanks a million as always for giving us the rundown. Uh, Board and Oak matches all going, sure, um, according to plan at the minute. They're on most uh, weekdays that's coming along. A lot of fixtures to get through for the rest of the year. Oh, yeah, a lot of fixtures. So at the minute we have minor and under 15 hurling is going hurling league. Uh, under 13 football is finishing up. And the under 13 football, I'm going to say the 5th of May, the Friday the 5th of May, under 13 hurling will be starting. So that's where we are at the minute with the fixtures. Yeah, lots of them to get through and no doubt yourself and the rest of the committee there do a fantastic job. So well done on it all and the very best of luck for the rest of the year and thank you for joining me on Full Time this evening. No problem at all. Take care, Martin. Gentlemen, thanks a million. That was Eddie Doyle, Kilkenny Board and Oak PRO there giving us a rundown on all of the hurling failure. Right, I have a quick break to take. When I come back, you wouldn't know what's going to come on next in the line of sport. Don't go anywhere, you're soon to find out. Full time on KCLR, your weekend sport in review with Martin Coulty. Welcome back into full time approaching five minutes to seven on this Monday evening here with myself in the KCLR studios. Right, moving our attention from hurling to Camogie because obviously the Camogie fail in the Gale was on at the weekend as well and that was played yesterday throughout several venues and like Eddie we had many teams taking part, well over 700 players taking part. We had 10 referees all culminating in finals that took place out in Park Seamus Stephon on the Kells Road yesterday evening from 3 o'clock onwards and in the Division 4 final uh, the chairperson's own club that is Teresa Elward came away with victory when Clara beat Greg Namana by 6 points in a rip-roaring contest out there in the Division 3 Fela final Bennett's Bridge had a comfortable win over Munnavat, which, like Eddie, I found a bit surprising because Munnavat was doing very well in the group stages there as well. But well done to Bennett's Bridge. They were playing in Division 4 last year, have taken the step up this year and came away with the Division 3 title. So well done to them. Tullaher Ross Birkin down south are having a fantastic year all round. They managed to come away with a four-point victory over James Stevens in the Division 2 final to claim that one. And Dixborough beating Tullerone by three points in the Division 1 failure. So Dixborough again will go on and represent Kilkenny as the national failure. Right, Shannon Redmond is in the building and herself and her students are going to be on with you shortly from 7 to 8 with Keeping It Real with the students from the SETU. And this week, Shannon is going to be joined by Leah and Kyle to take a trip down memory lane. And they're going to have a bit of fun guessing some cartoon theme tunes. Now, 
that sounds like my kind of a plan as well. Um, so don't forget, tune in to Shannon from 7 to 8. She'll be coming up after the news. And Owen Carey is also back in the building with a fully loaded. And Owen will bring you all of the best tunes uh, from 8 o'clock on to 10 o'clock so make sure that you tune in to him as well it's going to be a very busy weekend in sport folks because we are going to have one two three four five live games over the weekend and it's all starting on saturday with myself and anya bringing you the replay of the kilkenny and cork very camogie division 2b league Final replay from the rag at two o'clock on Saturday. That is also being followed by Carlo and Leash in the Joe McDonough Cup around three in Netwatch Culling Park. Uh, at four o'clock then is the first of the double header from UPMC Nolan Park when Kilkenny take on Dublin in the Leinster Under 20 Hurling Championship. And at six o'clock, the first round of the Leinster Senior Hurling Championship between Kilkenny and Westmeath is going to take part, uh, or start with a throw in at six o'clock and build up from that is going to be begin at 5.30pm and Adrian Ronnie Ronan is going to be there with Mickey Welsh and Taggy Fogarty as well and then on 3 o'clock on Sunday we're going to switch our attention to rugby and the Towns Cup final between a Thoy and Kild- or uh, between a Tullow and Kildare I should or between Tullow and Kilkenny God it really isn't a good night tonight Tullow and Kilkenny in the Bank of Ireland Provincial Towns Cup final that is an a Thoy rugby grounds and that is a 3 o'clock build up from 2 o'clock my thanks as always to Shannon and Nicole again. Girls, you really are lifesavers out there. My knights or my angels around this evening. Thank you so much for all of the help. Shannon will be up shortly after the news. I will be back again next Monday with yourselves on full time. But for the time being, enjoy your sport. Make sure you keep well. And we'll talk to you next Monday. Bye. Full time on KCLR. Your weekend sport in review with Martin Quilty.